listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Everything happens for a reason. People only in your life for seasons. Word to unviv. Death and taxes, that's all we give. And you can make a life but can't make a living. You can make it work, but you still ain't driven. Give a lot, but that still ain't giving. Living life like this ain't real, though. Every night like this, I feel so dead wrong. Collision is head on. My vision is dead and gone. Perception of right and wrong. I've been here so very long. Right here in this very song. Uh. Look around, everything changes. Seem like everyone's just strangers. Don't go outside cause it's danger. Look how everybody wanna be famous. I'm so OCD if they notice me. I might jump out the grave so they know it's me, man. Everybody wanna this shit for free. Hand up, pounds out, would it come to me? In my mind, so I never get, I never get to let it be, wait. In my mind, so I never, no, I never let it get to me. Everybody got a time, will it get to me? V's up, motherfucker, that's victory. Tell me why what I'm doing ain't shit to me. Damn hey welcome to the black guy who uh tips podcast <laughs> oh my god it's so early welcome to the black guy tips podcast i'm your host rod i'm and, karen yes right we got karen here too oh jesus um and we're doing the show early because i have to do something at 11 uh be on what's the tea so we don't have time to fuck around with you guys today Mm-mm. okay um speaking of which you can find the show on itunes and stitcher just search the blackout test leave us five star reviews as long as they're nice we'll read them if they're less than five stars we won't read them if they're not nice we won't read them the official weapon of the show is an unofficial sport and bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is sponsored it's actually triple sponsored it's brought to you by shadow dog productions uh they all they have a a new audio play but it's kind of kid friendly okay uh we all have fun being filthy sinning degenerates but sooner or later we have kids around us that we don't want to expose to that life yet to serve this we at shadow doll productions have a family-friendly album geared towards kids it stars liliana ketchman a dance of dance moms check out uh check it out on um on uh itunes uh apple music you can find it uh it's liliana l-i-l-l-i-a-n-a catchman k-e-t-c-h-m-a-n it's called short stories with liliana catchman i'll put the the link in the show notes for you guys and you can check it out yourselves but uh yeah if you got those little kids around and you don't want them to hear all the cussing and in words this uh this is a good way to to help those little buggers out okay you had them now you got to deal with it um let's see what else uh we're also sponsored to brought to you by loot crate of course um you can find loot crate is uh the box that you get every month that's full of epic nerdness okay all sorts of collectible items um also like just stuff you wish you ran into you know uh everybody's town doesn't have a nerd store you know everybody's town doesn't have collectibles and things like this you know you shop online you look for that stuff or what if you could just get a box of just random goodness sent to you every month well that's what loot crate is and we want to hook you up lootcrate.com slash tbgwt put in code tbgwt and you can get three dollars off of any new subscription so make sure you guys do that i'll tell you about the theme later in the show um all right and then uh also man make sure you guys go to the tbgwt store all right 
teespring.com slash store slash tbgwt store or just search tbgwt on teespring.com and get you some nice gear man people are picking up their stuff already people are getting mugs if you looked at the show art yesterday i had one of the mugs that um someone sent us a picture of people getting their shirts yeah somebody got a purple i love purple so somebody had a purple and i like that shirt all right so make sure you guys check that out man get, get out here and look fresh and rep for the show and uh it helps us out when you guys do that mm-hmm. um so thank you to everybody that takes the time out to do that um all right all kinds of stuff to talk about um and we don't have that much time to talk about it, okay mm-hmm. um so let me think what do i want to do you know actually you know what i want to talk about guys let's talk about the nfl quote-unquote boycott okay uh, I've now seen a couple articles written about it that I thought were really good. Um, uh, I know Ronnie Dean Byrne wrote one, um, and I forget the dude that wrote one, but he wrote a good one. But it's basically like why the boycott for just Kaepernick is misogynistic, and people don't want to hear it. It 100% is. You know, uh, and I think people do need to hear it because it's the truth, you know. Um, and it's not and this isn't shots at kaepernick Mm-mm. this isn't even really uh shots at the idea of possibly boycotting the nfl if that's what you're into nope um but picking this juncture this this part right here to say i'm disgusted i'm no longer watching nfl games that's everyone's freedom everyone's right but yeah it does mean that you presided over a bunch of other stuff that you felt not morally obligated to to speak up on and you felt not morally obligated to not watch and now you want to decide not to watch it it speaks volumes about the people who decide not to watch and Mm -hmm. you know it's been difficult for me as a black man uh to watch black men pull this shit because i've also been in a room when black men were saying janae rice deserved to get hit you know i watched i watched Stephen a smith go on national tv and end up getting suspended for that like that's how much how passionate he was doubling down and tripling down on the idea of hitting this black woman you know i've watched people make excuses for criminality under uh you know that a lot of these times it's black men in the nfl perpetrating i watched them make excuses and be like that's an individual thing why would i stop watching a game because one person you know um i think it's interesting i mean i make jokes around it because mostly that's how i kind that's how i just process the world like through jokes i'm not gonna you know like but but some of these jokes have truth to them come on you know uh some of these jokes are based in something and you know it is kind of um interesting to see that people have a problem with folks pointing out that there's a misogyny to point out hypocrisy yeah there's you know like now people want to throw everything in you know oh cte you know it's the cte and and then it's the way they handle you know domestic violence and i mean they let people hit women and kids i'm like but you didn't care about that Mm-mm. you cared that they told a black man who's capable of playing no correct and that and until it was a black man who in your mind did nothing wrong who kind of stands for some of the values that you have until it was that everything in the game was fine now see i don't boycott shit and i don't really look at my viewership as an endorsement of anything like i've never looked at like i don't look at any form of entertainment that like that i don't look at any 
um there's no musician that i look at that way like if i stop watching something it's because it's not fun correct if i stop listening to something it's because it's not good if i like that's pretty much the bargain i've had to make with my own mind and that's how i navigate the world so you know i see a lot of like boycott this don't do that and i'm like cool if you get the numbers you get the numbers but for the most part if people are entertained you're never going to get the numbers Mm-mm you know um but people been doing so much grandstanding on this stuff and that's what's making everybody mad it was like nigga i don't care if you are choosing not to watch but all of a sudden you own this motherfucking moral high horse that i've never seen you on i haven't seen you stand up on shit when it's other shit let, let, let's get outside of that you don't say shit when when the black lives matter movement is going you don't say shit when people are protesting domestic violence you are fucking silent i've seen people like this you don't come out and say shit about shit but this is the one thing that that rocks your soul to its core that makes you feel like you need to raise your voice and that's why people are getting mad it was like nigga you know other shit been going on that you've gave zero fucks about and this is the thing that you chose to stand on because it's a black man like let's keep it real when you get down to the fact that the only reason why it moved you is because it's a black man man that that's when you get the white the white folk syndrome and everybody want to double down and know not all men and you know everybody wants to to give you the same argument that white folks give you when you arguing about them but about when the black man gets shot in the streets yeah i mean it's i'm and i'm sure it's frustrating you know what i'm saying like um uh for a lot of people that that you know um don't want to feel like they're a part of this but you are you know what i mean like it's like i know but like the win on these things matters too like you can't just say um it doesn't matter you know people i respect are boycotting the nfl and they're black men and i just don't say shit because i'm like you, you get fed up when you get fed up but i just know that deep down that's not the real reason you know like this one if y'all listen to balls these sports y'all already know what i feel about this but the nfl is just not as good a product as it used to be come on and that's something that people don't want to admit either because me i think you and justin were talking about this and i agree with you 10 to 15 years ago for people that have been watching the nfl that long this is before your red zones this is before uh espn was on every channel this before they was on five days a week like this was years ago and when you go back to that nfl was an event like you had your sunday night games and your monday night games and it was a goddamn event it was a must-see tv everybody was there everybody was watching you know the, the bars and everybody can see this look at the bars and shit in your city they used to be packed used to be jam-packed people and we used to do this from like 10 30 11 a.m to like 8 9 10 o'clock at night you'll be at the bars all goddamn day because back then most people didn't have like your u not your u verses but like your satellites and all that stuff for the shit where they could pick up all the channels at one time it used to be a big ass party it's not a party no more what people fail to realize when you oversaturate the market when you work the players to death have them working four five six days at the week have them doing all kinds of shit of, of, of shit that's actually counterproductive to your product because your product is people and people can only 
take but so much and it can only handle but so much and the thing is the product's not as good it's not as good the thursday night gangs is shit everybody knows it like you know and that's shit that people don't want to talk about but that's real the preseason games ain't that good because your stars ain't out there you know truth be told let's keep it 100 the product is not as good you have stars getting injured more quickly that's why they had to change the rules for the quarterback had to change the rule for the offensive line defense like they're changing these rules because they even know the product's not as good and they're trying to do things to protect their product and the product is people and the thing is for me people don't want to admit that people don't want to admit that they don't watch as much people don't want to admit that they'll watch through their apps people don't want to admit that they're in leagues and they don't watch the games and you know they'll uh update through their phones people don't want to admit that their eyes have not watched the nfl like it like they used to instead of admitting that you already want to leave the sport anyway just go ahead and leave but you use kaepernick as an excuse as the forefront as the face uh, and, and, and so you can have more standing over other people to explain why you left you know not the other shit because there's a lot of people that left a long time ago it's a lot of people that I've seen been talking about, you know, the shit the NFL been doing for years and they haven't watched for years. That's cool. But the, a lot of people use this as something to, to stand on. And the truth be told, the product isn't as good. And so this is an excuse for you to hit the exit door. Yeah. Uh, ratings have fallen for three years straight. Now that's before cabinet. Right. People start watching. It reached the apex. It's been on TV. It's been oversaturated. It's been, it went from a, a, a three, a one night a week, a two night a week event to like a three, four night a week event, um, for a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, it's been overexposure. Players are now having to play more games. They have less bye weeks. They have less practice time before the, the, they start playing. Um, like it's just a lot of stuff. And then also with, uh, the specter of CTE and injuries, you know they're changing the rules in the game where people don't hit as hard hit as much um they took out basically took kick returns out of the game like it's certain things they've had to do in order to ensure the longevity of the people on the field and the product on the on the field but it's also sort of reduced some of the um you know some of the the spectacle of it you know um and i've had people make every excuse like before it was kaepernick it was they won't let them celebrate enough in the touchdowns and it was uh you know uh was cte you know it was uh domestic violence but but what people are skipping over is for the most part is the games just weren't as good you know i like you look at national tv schedules now i mean i could probably run down just the first couple weeks of the nfl and you're gonna be like these games are all bad mm-hmm. you know what i mean and even when you have marquee names and t- and stuff like odell beckham jr's hurt he's been in two primetime games in two weeks he didn't play the first game and the giants didn't score a touchdown cincinnati Bengals have been in either one or two prime t- no one primetime game thursday they didn't score a touchdown they didn't even like they're 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 te- it's terrible football on national tv Come on, and you luck been out right like people feel um kind of um bad about it um you know and it's kind of funny you yeah, know and these are superstars so you can't act like your superstars ain't playing people ain't coming to watch no goddamn scrubs they come to watch superstars right right so um but it's it's just kind of funny like somebody's on my page right now on facebook because i just because i linked this article being like no that's not what it is but it is what it is you know like like i said uh with kaepernick um i was at the gym the other day and 
it was the day that ray lewis came out on tv and said that because Kaepernick's girlfriend tweeted out a tweet uh a tweet that mocked him and called him basically a house nigga um that's the reason kaepernick didn't get signed now keep in mind 31 teams have passed on colin kaepernick at this point um 31 teams with some terrible quarterbacks right um like part of the reason the nfl is terrible is colin kaepernick doesn't have a job and we know that these quarterbacks are worse than him so right you know what i mean so right there is like but what does that tell you about the state of the product like forget what it says morally but what does it say about the state of the product that they're like yeah we're just gonna keep trotting out horrible quarterbacks and we're fine with that you know like it says a lot about what you're watching and i think people just don't want to watch that shit but it's easy to grandstand last year people were saying i'm not watching because of colin kaepernick and people were actually literally attributing that to a decline in the ratings of the nfl even though they actually had no scientific basis for that to be true like not to the percentage that it was because i don't think people want to face the truth which is that the sports declining because the sports not as good right you know um and there's more stuff on tv to watch you know a lot more stuff like that's something else people don't want to talk about either because back in the day it was monday night football and all the other channels stayed the fuck away from monday night football and sunday night football because they knew that the ratings were gonna be that high everybody now like fuck it the walking dead come on you know like everybody was like hey we gonna go against you all the vma awards they was like fuck it and you know what a lot of times some of their ratings are actually higher than the nfl because people are like oh this is a fucking blowout i might as well go watch whatever everybody else is talking about in my goddamn timeline right so automatically you know being sort of an empath being sort of a you know being able to talk to people and kind of see past what they're projecting i've been saying this for years like this isn't just me saying this shit about kaepernick Mm -mm. i've been saying it for years when justin remember when justin tried to argue like i just don't watch the nfl because they don't know celebrate touchdowns i was like that's that's not true i know it's not true correct because one touchdown celebrations don't even happen that often right Mm -mm. uh like of the percentage of people that get touchdowns and also do elaborate celebrations there's a very small percentage even when they were allowing it right correct two those guys used to get fined all the fucking time like Mm -hmm. like when i to was getting fined all the time for those touch but we didn't care it wasn't like it was against the rules technically then but yet somehow we watched the games well that's because football was better you know what i mean like like players were better teams were better and now it's just a mediocre product so i think people grandstand and i you know and 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 it was funny because we got sidetracked on that episode of the show but i remember being like having to be like look man i like you're my friend i'm not saying this because like like i'm just oh i just i just you disagree with me i'm just gonna call you names like no you're my friend i'm telling you if it was a better league you'd watch right and that's it like and everything else is kind of us grandstanding mm-hmm. like everything else is kind of acting like it's bigger than it is i think a lot of people have been wanting to quit the nfl for a long time right but but it's a social gathering which is what people don't want to talk about particularly right. for men it's something y'all do you drink you party eat wings people make events and people don't want to lose that that social connection with this group of friends you have people that y'all 10 to 15 20 years y'all been doing fantasy football drafts so these are connections that you don't want to lose and you know that if you start watching or be like i don't care no more you may lose these connections forever and i think when you combine social media like the presence of social media now in a way that we really haven't had before correct you're able to like grandstand on these things because i saw it last year the opposite way 
so let's talk about the people last year that were constantly making statuses about i'm not watching the nfl because colin kaepernick took a knee like what about those guys the american flag avatar people the people that went on national radios national tv the conservative people and they beat their chest like listen i the nfl ratings are down because this guy won't stand for the national anthem keep in mind this is one game a year one game a week right that most people in the country don't see no they don't 49ers aren't on tv every week Mm-mm. so most people in the country don't even see that game don't even know that game wouldn't even know he had done it a few times before they even asked him about it nobody would have even fucking known like it but yet white conservative people were able to use it last year as their big grandstand i'm leaving the nfl moment and i said last year that's fake you don't actually care the games aren't good so now it's a, this is a reason to exit and make a big oh look at me but you were doing that shit already you know we talk about how we do it on here like we we used to sit around and be like oh we're gonna cook today and we're gonna do this and now we're just like eh, i'll probably take a nap most of the day yeah if i, I, if, I if i catch some games right i might run some errands i might catch up on naruto i might like yeah it like it's not as what it used is not what it used to be for people um as far as tv ratings anyway right and like you say we're even finding other things to do throughout the day like even uh before this like we used to be diligent about watching red zone for the whole time we didn't go to the bar so we said well we watch red zone i used to do wings every sunday buffalo chicken like i would do a big spread and we would just eat and watch the games now i'm like i'm not wasting no money on no wings so let's talk about the original thing i wanted to bring up which is this is why it's misogynistic right because the league has been terrible towards women for a long time come on the league also has a history of being terrible towards black quarterbacks for a long time like read third in the mile if you guys want to uh i think it's william c Roden wrote it if you guys really want to listen watch the history of the quarterback position and racial discrimination read that shit um the league is founded on this bullshit essentially this double standard i mean we see it we've been dealing with it even when you deal with like a cam newton we know there's a double standard uh mcnab donovan mcnab my favorite quarterback of all time the the whole whole career was rife with the double standard of black people not just not as intelligent just not as good not as accurate not as you know um even when he's having like mvp level season it's still some just something something wrong with the way he's doing it you know um and, and he was a dude that was very woke and very outspoken about being black and being a quarterback in the nfl and i still remember other black quarterbacks the younger ones having to come in and be like well i don't see race race doesn't affect me when i go out there i'm not a black quarterback i'm not a white quarterback i'm just a quarterback and i'm like okay you're saying that because you've been in the league for one year you know but there's a racial problem in all the sports in america anyway white people do not root for black people in the way that they root for white people and by that i mean as complete people off the field on you the know, field right in, like in life advertisement like, shows it you know right. as black people we always gonna root for black people differently like when i see a a, a guy on, that's a wide receiver i also see my cousin i also see my brother i also see my uncle like i see more than just that person as uh just a product on the field for that moment correct um which means also um that shit extends to some negative areas where when some black dude gets atten- uh, accused of hitting some woman there's a ton of us that 
just turn the other eye turn up just look close eyes and walk away or act like that shit didn't happen or we start justifying it just this year just this year i watched black men come out in droves for ezekiel elliott like that's not that's not some distant past that's happening at the same time as the we gonna boycott the league for capping it like these are like these circles this venn diagram there's a lot of overlap you know um like the guy on my facebook page was saying like well to kind of point this out well that's being divisive and it's eroding the this boycott Mm, that language sounds alike don't it it does sound it sounds like when white people say when white people say Mm, anything but when people bring that up people act like you wrong no y'all sound just like white folks but go ahead yeah yeah when when black people point out something about race and then we get called divisive for it and it's like i noticed a divide i didn't divide anybody you know uh this piece by ronnie dean burner she didn't tell anyone else what to do she is she not allowed to give her opinion on how she feels watching this boycott and how it feels hypocritical like am i not allowed to to express my opinion it only can go one way i can't just say listen it's quite peculiar y'all pick today and not all these other days of bullshit you know when adrian peterson's beating his kid you know when ray rice is hitting his woman when josh brown is hitting his woman when the league is fumbling suspension after suspension when ezekiel elliott's suspension gets overturned that shit is a non-starter with 99 percent of the black dudes that are now grandstanding about i'm not watching no nfl games and it is hypocritical and it's and it's ugly to say and i hate to make people feel bad about it but that's the fucking truth you know what i mean like having 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 uh uh principles doesn't mean you get to flop on them sometimes and then uphold them other times right Mm -hmm. if this is your thing i boycott things i don't agree with i boycott things that are wrong you are saying something by having not boycotted until now you are saying something you can't escape that reality because you're saying those other things didn't matter you know it's like when uh we you know we pick on who does this who did this we picked on white people more specifically we picked on peter mm-hmm. when peter when peter people quit over over mike vick what did black people start saying oh so it was cool that ben roethlisberger's are fucking rapists come on that didn't bother you you could come to the game roethlisberger jerseyed out cool ray even with ray rice i remember there was a boycott that was like an opposite boycott he got suspended women were wearing ray rice jerseys to the game mm, that up. he was suspended from to be like look how look at this victim ray rice look how you did this guy you know what i mean like i'm not saying it's not complicated or nuanced but that that message sends a lot and i'm saying those messages are tied up in this so you can't escape the idea of i'm a fan i have i have tolerated all this other stuff but god darn it not colin kaepernick now i'm at like yes then that means you let a lot of shit slide which means if you're one of these people that boycott you are complicit because you look at yourself this is not me looking at you by boycotting you look at you're saying i look at myself as my viewership is tacit approval of what you do that's how you view yourself that's what you mean when you boycott something by not watching it so you're saying i tacitly approved of everything up to now that's that's how it goes or if nothing else i i at least if you didn't approve then you at least use some type of moral relativism to 
say well no that's an individual problem with just that team or just that player or just that situation but not this so like i said when we when we picked on peter and white folks were being mad about mike vick like everybody was making the same point oh so y'all cool with the raping y'all cool with the violence and all that shit but just not the dogs you know okay so ray lewis is involved in the murder of a couple people allegedly and but not the but the dogs is where you draw the line ray lewis gets to come on tv talk shit about even kaepernick to this point like he's completely quote unquote redeemed himself there's a hypocrisy to it you know what i mean there's an anti-blackness to that too you know what i mean like so to say that these issues are complicated isn't being divisive it's not dividing us it's pointing out that we're divided and i don't i don't see why someone has to either be quiet or not point out that brothers did this you know what i mean i've watched it happen i am a black man i'm a i'm a straight i'm a heterosexual cis black man i've been in these conversations not not some long time ago just recently i've been in the room when people have been like bitches trying to set ezekiel elliott up a dude that we know has at least three different incidents bitches are trying to set him up right there in my face in the same point but i ain't watching because of kaepernick this isn't some made up shit this is people are like this you know what i mean like this isn't like this is this being the line for black men is about it being about a black man that's it and i'm sorry that it's not more complicated than that i'm sorry that you don't get to pretend to be a better person or some like oh no i'm just this is my moral authority no you're picking the thing that touched your thing and that's all it is to it it's like how my, my man vic one of my favorite people on the earth you uh i remember we had an episode on this podcast with vic but vic loves family guy y'all black dude vic is black vic loves family guy but he also hates when family guy makes jokes about black people what he got everybody what vic can fucking cat vic can go down his brain and tell you every joke about black people on family guy and he'll tell you how much it's fucking terrible he'll be like man uh did you see this other i'm like well what about the joke right before that that was about aquaman not being able to stop a rape uh yeah man that that was funny but then he said black sold me crack and i was like yeah but vic that's on the same show that has horrible asian stereotypes horrible like jewish stereotypes like those are funny but it, it's not funny to vic when it's his thing right like it's oh and there's and there's a lot of people most people are probably like that to be honest if we correct did. and that's all this is to me and it's one of the reasons that i'm not joining in the boycott that i do find it to be a bit uh misogynistic that i do find and and you know also low-key kind of frivolous because it's not gonna it's not actually gonna change anything the nfl is not going off the air they're not you know none of these teams are gonna bow like it's not even really a tactic that's gonna work necessarily and that's no offense to the people um i i just wish people could just be honest and say look i didn't care before and there was a guy who wrote a piece about that i just can't find it right now but i I linked that on my facebook page a couple weeks ago but he had a, a very honest piece man when he was like listen i just didn't give a fuck before and yes that's fucked up and i need to examine that in myself because i can't claim to be about all the shit i say i'm about and then pick and choose and then say this was too much you know what i mean like that shit matters and i think every black woman that's watching this shit knows and so that's the big thing a lot of times black women are quiet 
for our male ego benefit right come on so that we get to go pound on our chest and feel like men but every black woman watching this shit is like hmm i noticed you didn't have much to say during janae rice i noticed that that was just an individual problem i noticed that i noticed that ezekiel elliott while maybe being a problem with toxic masculinity didn't become a problem with the league it didn't come a problem that you can't watch him play you can't watch his games anymore i noticed that like y'all like niggas do not slick you picked and choose and you pick the black dude that was pro-black over everything else and that's fine but that's kind of the way that this shit goes right when a black man gets shot in the street in st louis and and some shit is you know the, the the results come back motherfuckers marching in the street you know what i mean like motherfuckers are marching in the street when a black trans person gets shot are we, are we marching in the street Mm-mm. when a black woman gets shot are we really marching in the street Mm-mm. is it is the march as big is it populated talk to black women that are organizing these events come on ask ask them about the numbers when 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 somebody shot that's not a straight black man come on ask them where they have to make telephone calls and beg and plead with organizations and organizations don't even know certain shit happen unless it's a cishet black man they be like hey did you, I, I we didn't even know about that oh we since a, a, a few people a handful of people they don't want to put no effort they don't want to go forth having to make hundreds of phone calls back and forth to various different organizations to ask them to do the shit that they in their byline said that they're there for yeah how many articles start with um black men shot by police like literally it'll be in the headline as if we're the only ones who ever get shot by the police i'm not saying we're not the majority right but we definitely ain't the only ones black children get shot by the cops Mm -hmm. black women get shot by the cops black trans people get shot by the cops you know not to mention the other levels of abuse but black men we do have a level of privilege where we get to center the struggles of blackness on our backs and solely on us and then when it's moved away what do we do we call that divisive so that's like to me that's the things that stick out in this whole struggle because it is connected they're not separate struggles you know that's what intersectionality is though right it's like us admitting that it's not we can be horrible to each other we can be callous to each other and at the same time as long as that exists our struggles are connected you know what i mean so i it's just kind of like i said kind of hypocritical kind of misogynistic kind of um kind of anti-black in a way to simply put everything on this one dude's shoulders as that's the reason i'm not watching you know i mean don't watch I, this is not me encouraging people mm-hmm. to watch or not watch but i'll be damned if i'm about to sit up here and pretend that i didn't notice this hypocritical bullshit you know what i mean like it, it's more about the fact that people don't want to be honest about it than right. it's about anything else that's i don't really give a fuck if people watch uh i don't get any money from the nfl there's nothing they've ever done for me i don't really give a fuck what happens to that league as far as uh like if it goes away i'll find something else to do on a sunday honestly Mm -hmm. i swear to god like i because like i said the games aren't good so i just find myself doing other shit all the time now you know what i mean like monday night i remember we used to be like let's do the podcast early we could watch monday night football now i'll just be like if the podcast take whatever whatever i'll probably watch love and hip-hop i'll probably watch baller wives after that i'll probably catch something on the dvr from the day before it's just not what it was dog it's just it's not as good you know what i mean i can't name half the fucking quarterbacks in the league anymore and mm. i i used to be a football nerd you know what i mean like i used to be mr 
oh you know he threw for that but but it started way before kaepernick and i'm i'm okay admitting that you know what i mean being like yeah it was never a conscious boycott decision it was never a i'm so upset about something it was literally just uh why would i memorize this white boy stat when he ain't good you know what i mean half the quarterbacks that i do know (laughs) because it's because they black like like they not even necessarily good i know tyrod taylor because he a nigga and i fuck with niggas like i don't know tyrod taylor's stats necessarily but i I watch that black man run around and throw the ball ineffectively all over the place so yeah man i i don't know i just think people should stop trying to uh apply all these high um these high virtues to this shit when they know that that's not that's not what's happening man and and i and i appreciate people being honest about it mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying uh for like uh the piece that um uh oh i don't know if ryan dean Byrne wrote this then i don't know because it just says staff so if if she did oh no she did write it okay um yeah the piece is called on um, blackyouthproject.com it's called the nfl boycott is steeped in misogynoir and i'm not participating um and keep in mind didn't say and you shouldn't participate either right. or anything because I've, I've seen people this and and the reason i'm pointing these things out is because they happen to me when i point something out with my opinion mm-hmm. people start projecting and extrapolating from what i'm saying i don't put no words in my mouth if i didn't tell you we should boycott you all should not boycott then don't say well why are you saying that we shouldn't boycott i didn't say that why you know why are you being divisive i just noticed the shit's fucked up i didn't say uh hey guys we not gonna join you i didn't speak for anyone myself i noticed something like we we use these tactics to shut people down Mm -hmm. but if that's not what was said then let's confront what was actually said you know what i mean like we like i'm not telling you what to do but you want to know why you're saying that if we're going to be do some projecting you're saying it because it hits you in your conscience Mm -hmm. that's my belief i believe people say that shit because you feel some level of guilt and you want to shut that down like oh well you're not being helpful by pointing out that we're not on the well sorry but that's the truth you know what i mean it's like when the, with the 53 percent thing <clears throat> with white women that want to go out and do the pussy hat march what did they say to black women that were like yeah so this this pussy hat march is giving me a bad vibe because this this and this well you're not being helpful right now because what matters is that we're here now okay and we're out here doing this it's like yeah but i feel like we need to talk about why you weren't here before because if we're not going to talk about that then we're going to repeat that shit in the future right this is an ineffective thing right doing. And, it, and it was a lot more like just be quiet and be down with it that's it you know what i mean and i feel like that's kind of the that's you know and it's and, and what did that white women say well the ones of us that are participating in this march we're not the same ones that are racist towards black women but that's the problem you are right you don't get to just say that you are i get to say that it's my experience right black women get to say that it's their experience they get to say whether or not you're racist towards them you don't get to tell them i'm one of the good ones lay off because i'm telling you right now as a black man a lot of these dudes that are boycotting over kaepernick are not one of the good ones Mm -mm. you know it's it's already fucking impossible to not have some level of misogyny and be born in america and, and be a man anyway be a woman be anybody really i mean come on it's it's pervasive through society it's a societal problem so so anytime somebody's like i'm not the misogynist it's always kind of like and eh, everybody kind of is but whatever whatever point being you don't get to decide you know and i and like i said i can i, I don't know what ronnie's 
personal experiences with black men and the conversations they have around her but i do know mine and i'm telling you 100 percent fact it is the same niggas so i don't know like maybe it's different for other people's anecdotal experience but in my life it is the same niggas that are defending ezekiel elliott it is the same niggas that defended ray rice it is the same niggas that uh that 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 didn't that that thought it was okay to sign uh buddy from the panthers that went to the to the cowboys Mm -hmm. it's the same niggas it's the same because they found a way to somehow rationalize that that's all i'm saying and now they're upset that this meritocracy is not a meritocracy when it comes to this shit but the point is it never was it's always been political it's always been fucked up it's always been misogynistic it's always been you know when it was adrian peterson and the child shit the same people like you know i remember people going online and defending beating your child mm-hmm. in the name of adrian peterson like oh that ain't nothing it's like well did you read the injuries because the injuries sound pretty serious you know what i mean like they don't actually sound like whatever this spanking that you say your mama used to give you it actually don't sound like that it actually sounds way worse and sounds like abuse it sounds extremely abusive with this nigga's big ass field slave hands hitting this little baby it sounds pretty fucking abusive dog man listen my mama hit me and ain't that and i'm like oh okay so this just isn't your thing right so so that one's fine you know I've, I've watched that happen too often for me to be to get on here and pretend to be morally outraged just because it's Kaepernick. You know, there is no thing for me with the NFL. There's just no thing. Like, either I'm entertained by it or not. And to be honest, I haven't been as entertained by it for years now. So I'm not going to then go online and be like, listen, brothers, this is just like the boycott in Montgomery. Okay. If you're not down, then you ain't with the people. Like I'm not even about to pretend to grandstand on that. Cause it's not that kind of platform. And it ain't the same. Right. It's just not that. And it's not that sort of, um, that sort of device, you know? So yeah, it is what it is, man. People got to uh, deal with it, how they deal with it. But, um, yeah, I'm going to keep sharing articles like this cause it hits at the bigger point which is that you had to be okay with a lot of other shit to then turn around and be outraged by this and i think that's been something i've been wanting to make on this uh on the show a point i've been wanting to make on the show for a while now um and i've been talking about it on balls deep but just not necessarily able to talk about it here um because it is kind of a sports related thing but it's kind of stepped into the social stage now where i feel like this is right in our wheelhouse and this is why you know we exist in the conversations that we have here yeah because it's a lot of black people that have seen and heard these conversations even if they not into the nfl or sports if you're on any form of social media even just generally talking eventually it's almost like insecure the conversation will eventually come up right so um but yeah yeah i mean like i said yeah if people don't want to hear what we're saying they won't hear it Correct. and that's fine because yeah. I, I but i've seen that the whole time which is one of the reasons i haven't really engaged in talking about it beyond just like my facebook page or something like that because i'm like people don't want, i can already tell people getting defensive about the idea that they might be a hypocrite you know and they want to skip past all the yada 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 to well we boycotting right and it's like nah some of us not and it's not because we not good people we disagree with cap but it's because this ain't the platform for the boycott shit in the first place 
and it never has been you know but you know good luck to everybody out there pulling that you know um mm-hmm. but all right let's uh let's go ahead and get in oh oh yeah but before you go on and i and the only reason why i want to say this because i had posting some pictures of my mama and i talked about it on the show and people were asking so i want to go ahead and uh talk about it for those of you that don't know uh my uh biological uh mother has has been mentally ill my whole life and we never have lived in the same state and so she's in somewhere like upstate new york schenectady somewhere up in there and it has been hard to get up there to go get to see her and stuff and i haven't uh i've talked to my mama on the phone uh she's in like one of those uh she's in a retirement home she uh as she's gotten older she's formed uh dementia and alzheimer's and um my mama and well my aunt my aunt cora who i call mama her sister raised me so my aunt cora and her brother then went to go see her yesterday and one of my cousins went up there and i haven't seen my mama since i've been 16 years old so uh because of technology i got to skype so they uh skype me to her so this is the first time i've seen her since i was 16 years old and i got all the feels and it was a a very happy and joyous thing i got to talk to her about four or five minutes because she don't talk a lot and uh it was a a fun and overwhelming experience it was uh just made me think about her and, and so i posted the pictures online and people comment and talk about the pictures and things like that so that's why i i uh, did that and i look just like my mama they call my mama mary effie and everybody say you look just like your mama mary effie you look just like her so yeah for those of you that seen the pictures online that's my mama and i love her uh very very dearly and so uh hopefully you know within i don't know when but hopefully me and Roger will get up there individually to go and uh see her directly and get to spend some time with her but i wanted to address that because some people asking me online and stuff like that so i just want to let everybody know that that's what's kind of up with my mama yeah well that was uh yeah that was cool it's another way of technology is making the world smaller yes you know like just like that right there wouldn't necessarily be possible you know it's it's funny because much people shit on iphones and cell phones and technology and we go oh social media is making us so much worse than we were and all this shit there's also moments like that where it's like yo you just that would not have been able to happen Mm-mm. you know and and it meant it meant a lot to me because i know i was been asking people on social media because i have an iphone and my cousin has an android so we was trying to figure out because i was like well can i facetime her i thought right. i could just facetime her people say no because i asked the, the, the phone mm-hmm. nerds and they was telling me no you can't do right. that and mr spade was mad at you for having an iphone <laughs> He probably wrote a long rant about it. A long post. And so people would give me suggestions of various different types of things. So my cousin, she's not on Facebook, so we kind of worked around that. So we ended up settling on Skype because it was the the biggest one and the most convenient for most yeah. both parties to use. And so, um, and to me, it it meant it meant the world, and it kind of uh, kind of uh, made me think about uh my uh, childhood and stuff like that and you know and it made me realize too in some situations you never know how a lot of times you think you go through things alone and you know social all the social media ain't this big terrible horrible place that a mm-hmm. lot of people project it to be you know there are still actually good individual people out in the internet because the internet is made of real people in the world right and so um 
I put that out there and people were telling me that they've had family members with dementia and Alzheimer's, grandmas and aunts and you know, some of the things. So, so it made me realize and, and have a closer connection with, you know, the people out on social media so that I know, okay, I'm not alone, you know, dealing with the ups and the downs and the things that kind of come with losing the family member mentally and having them go in and out and they remember you today they forget about you tomorrow you know type type of thing that kind of goes along with that Mm -hmm. and so um it's been a a a beautiful thing and also uh i i'm only going to speak for me i know as i've gotten older i've learned to uh appreciate my mother and the condition and the state that she was in because the thing about mental illness particularly being black we don't really talk about it and so uh this her being mentally ill actually started when she was a teenager and when she had got pregnant with me they basically told her that uh she had to stop taking her medication and all that stuff you know while she was pregnant because technically they told her she couldn't have any children mm-hmm. and so uh she ended up getting pregnant ended up sending my aunt uh ultrasound and my aunt was like mary you lying you ain't pregnant she was like oh shit she really is pregnant and so, cause I was born in Albany, New York. And so when I was born, uh, because of her mental capability, she wasn't able to take care of me. So, uh, actually another family was actually had got the paperwork together. They actually had like a, this is 1979. So they actually had like a black market. So my family was basically going to take me away. And, um, my aunt came up there and was like, no, I want her to get to know her family. And this is one reason why to today, regardless of the relationship I have with my aunt Cora, I will love her forever until the end of time because she was like, no, I won't care to know her family. This is my mama's sister who I also call mama because she raised me. She was like, this is Karen's family. I want her to get to know her. So basically when she went and got me, she was like 40 years old, you know, cause she got me at nine months old. So mm-hmm. it was like a woman in her forties restarting her life with the child. She basically raised me. And so as far as I'm concerned, my mama's sister is my mama. Like that's the mama bond relationship type of thing we had. This is her older sister going on. And so I never really got to have that bond with my mama, but the older I get, the more I appreciate it and the more that I, I personally am just thankful for that. And technology has allowed to, to close those uh, gaps and things like that. So I just wanted to share that, you know, with everybody. Cause one thing, you know, about us, uh, I try to be very, you know, open about things like that because you don't never know what kind of struggles people going through and when they are in their lives. And they, you know, I know, I know I'm not the only one dealing with mentally ill family members, family members, Alzheimer's and dementia. So just know, baby, that you ain't alone. And I just wanted to share that because, you know, people are asking questions and things like that. So I know that a lot of people are going to listen to the show. So I just want to address that for the people that are listening uh, to the, to the show. And yes, I, 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 I love my mom. I love her very dearly. And like I said, hopefully soon we get to see her. And when we do, I'll post all the pictures online yeah i thought it was interesting because right after that i saw uh mr span posted uh shout out to the, all the people that got iphones and they can't see their mama because they cousin got an android and i was like <laughs> that's not kind of personal mr span i was like where's whatever <laughs> like man mr span you just you've been on it all week ain't it cold blood, man i guess it's our fault for having our phone i know right i know he was like shout out to the people that just not getting in the 99 and the 2000s i guess i'm a, <laughs> I guess i'm a bad person now i guess i'm terrible because of the phone in my pocket <laughs> so i thought we was cool but i guess i not. thought we were cool mr spad um kevin hart uh apparently apologized to his wife and kids in an emotional video 
after an alleged extortion um because that picture apparently he was cheating black people were saying i'm just saying he looked kind of cheaty in that picture i mean his eyes were like oh shit my man man Tungy on facebook said he gonna come out with five four 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 uh, <laughs> oh, 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 God. Oh. oh, man. People cold. But, uh, yeah, man. He put a video on Instagram. Um, I'm at a place in my life Can where I feel I'll put like I have a target on my back. And because of that, I should make smart decisions. And recently, I didn't. Um, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not going to sit up here and say that I am or, or claim to be in any way, shape, or form. And, I made a bad error in judgment and put myself in an environment where only bad things can happen, and they did. And in doing that, I know that I'm going to hurt the people closest to me, who I've talked to and apologized to, being my wife and my kids. Um, and I just, you know, it's, it's a shitty moment. It's a shitty moment when you when you know you're wrong, and there's no excuses for your wrong behavior. Um, at the end of the day, man, I just simply got to do better. But I'm not going to also allow a person to to have financial gain off of my mistakes. And in this particular situation, that's what was attempted. I said I'd rather fess up to my mistakes. Um. Yeah. Uh. Don't. 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 Don't you ever apologize on our fucking Instagram for cheating on me? I mean, listen instagram didn't make the mistake baby just don't be out here on instagram telling the world how sorry you are for cheating on me that's all i'm saying like you know let's just i mean ain't no facebook live don't mm -mm. yeah like uh maybe send a press release i i don't know i don't know um it's kind of weird because people are saying that his current wife was a home wrecker his other marriage and I just picture Tori Hart somewhere dancing, uh, um, making jokes. She 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 got her joke line up together. Yeah, it's you know, so weird. Into now, I just can't. I guess I just can't even ima- imagine me being on like, hey guys, this is your boy Rod. Uh, listen, I made some mistakes, uh, and I'm not gonna allow the personal mistakes that I made to get in the way of what I'm doing. I got a target on my back. I end up in some situations I wasn't supposed to be up in, you know, some pussy. Uh, we call those situations now. Uh, and, uh, I'm not gonna allow that to be a financial gain for somebody. So I'm gonna own up to my mistakes that I'm not gonna tell y'all what it is. I already didn't talk to the people I'm supposed to talk to. And now I'm telling y'all, if you like this video, like it, retweet it, leave a comment, leave me a five star review on this comment. Like, thumbs up on, on YouTube. (laughs) Share it uh yeah i just can't mm-mm. yeah so mm-mm. don't you never 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 in your black ass life nigga yeah that that's pretty bad kevin all right because um, the people you need to talk to don't give a fuck about that goddamn video you posting yeah it's funny though because i remember when he, remember when the hey he's cheating rumor started and the next day he posted a video of him and his wife dancing together at a club or at a party or something um you know uh you know tory hart said that he was cheating on her 
and um, people joked her too when she came out and she was initially saying that they act like she was lying right because he you know said it's easy to turn somebody into the old bitter black bitch stereotype that people love you know like anytime you anytime you hurt a woman like that's the number one thing people run to like oh she's just an old bitter black bitch y'all know what i'm talking about right hands up up top right and everybody goes yeah these black these women be so fucking bitter and shit and it's like what did you do but what happened though like what's the full story oh you know she just turned bitter one day i just walked in the house Mm -hmm. and i guess the milk had curdled she just had turned bitter overnight and oh sir (laughs) it 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 don't work like that yeah he's i remember he got interviewed about he said i'll be honest i just laugh it off now i'm like "Mm." that's not good okay so tori crazy now got it uh anyway man that's sad um Congress wants to change the Americans with Disabilities Act um, and undermine the civil rights of people with disabilities. Of course. The Americans with Disabilities Act is the most comp- – this, this this administration, man, is just – what What won't they do? They, ha- they have no shame. Hmm, they don't care. No they, morals. They're treating like a business. You know what businesses do? Businesses cut out non-essential things. You guess what? We don't need to give a fuck about poor people. We don't need to give a fuck about brown people. Why is we building all these goddamn ramps? Why right. you wait, wasting money? Build a step. It's cheaper. Right. Like um, that's what businesses do. Businesses don't be don't be doing shit that they feel financially isn't uh right. You know. Well, what you can do what well before this passes or not whatever, what you can do right now is you can sue a company. Like oh y'all don't have a ramp. I'm suing you right make your business uh accessible correct they want to take away the right for people to do that so now right right um and and that's needed because for some people you it's a lot of shit that you people don't have access to because they wheelchair can't get over it and none of that let's say you have motherfucking crutches let's say you're a well person and something happened this is a temporary thing so now i can't get to the third floor all of a sudden i can't you know get on the curb all of a sudden now i'm having I, i so now i have to have assistance in order to move around any and everywhere title three of the ada the american disability act uh creates a proactive duty on businesses to remove architectural barriers and other obstacles that impede access to the establishment right. but businesses have resisted making such changes for decades and now they are asking congress to help them a harmful new bill in the house of representatives the so-called ada education and reform act of 2017 hr 620 is gaining steam it will be debated in the house judiciary committee on thursday morning and may go to the house floor on for a vote soon thereafter we must stop this bill from ever becoming law hr 620 would completely change the way in which a business is required to comply with the ADA. Instead of requiring that a business comply proactively, the bill would place a burden on the individual who is being denied access. The bill proposes that after an individual with a disability is denied access, she must first notify the business owner with exacting specific, specific specificity um, that her civil rights were violated uh, and then wait for six months to see if the business will make substantial progress. And that's not going to happen towards access before going to a court or, uh, to order compliance business owners can spend years out of compliance and face no penalty even if they receive notice so long as the owner claims substantial progress 
whatever that means right by allowing a business an endless amount of time to become compliant with the ada's reasonable requirements hr 620 removes any incentive for business to proactively ensure that people with disabilities can have access instead the bill encourages businesses to just wait until an individual civil rights are violated before making any changes those who support hr 620 particularly business groups have argued that the bill makes only a minor and non-controversial change to the ada yeah they always say that they claim that the bill merely gives uh business owners uh additional time to make their facility accessible after they are notified of a problem this argument is specious at best and should be rejected so yeah man um uh, i think you can still contact like uh your congressperson your uh local you know uh elected officials um uh to try to stop it from going to a vote right and what they also not talking about shit like this stems into other areas not only is it does the businesses because guess what wherever you live the people that own the property your apartment apartment complex that's a business now all of a sudden i can't get into my fucking apartment so i can't get in my fucking i can't sue you so that you can have a ramp so that i can get into where i live to pay my rent all of a sudden that shit never gets fixed you know, like this shit extends out into other things. Now, all of a sudden, at amusement parks, all of a sudden, I can't do certain things and ride certain rides. All of a sudden, I can't get into the McDonald's. Like, like, like this shit stems out to an end. What's going to happen is that as new uh, places get built, they're going to eliminate this. All of a sudden, places aren't going to have ride-up ramps. They're not going to have a vehicle accessibility ramp all of a sudden when new buildings get put up it's gonna happen and you better hope you you as as a functioning person you better hope you never get a disability where you have to use a rail or you have to use a ramp even if it's temporary because all of a sudden you won't have access like this shit affects future constructions and people are such assholes companies might go and tear the shit down just because it's cheaper and then don't fix it right um Equifax data breach, number of victims may never be known. Uh, so Equifax had that data breach. Um, so a bunch of people's personal information and credit information has been hacked. Um, and that we'll never know the exact number. In the real world, quantifying the number of homes damaged by a hurricane and how most people have lost their jobs last month is a straightforward math excuse, but in the shadowy online world, getting a precise count on people hurt by a specific data breach like the cyber heist at Equifax is far more challenging. Maybe even impossible, says cybersecurity experts. Yeah, and what they're not talking about either is that, so basically you gotta keep an eye on your credit. Your, your own personal credit constantly keep an eye on it. And Equifax is getting sued, something, something they're trying to overturn. If you wanted to go to Equifax and be like, hey, Equifax, let me know if I'm on your list of people that's been hacked. Equifax has a box. And if you check that box, you waive your right to sue them. Mm-hmm. And people's like, I'm not checking that shit. And then they was like, well, we just go to court on it. People's like, no, no, you fucked up. Your shit got hacked. This ought to be free information. And I should not waive my right to sue you because you don't have adequate um protection because mm-hmm. companies ain't shit yeah uh the other part about it is i have to go to you to find out if i was violated and the only thing they have to offer me is a one month free equifax which is the thing that got hacked in the first place how does that work 
so people paying that's the thing people paying you full service shit get hacked and you're like you know what you're gonna have to wear your rights to sue me fuck you like one i can't sue you but then two i'm basically signing up for your sits for as your as your um what do you call it as your i don't know uh reparations for this mistake i can't think of a better word sorry guys but as your reparations for this mistake it's hey here's more of the crap that got hacked right and and this is one of those things where people where, where people think people overboard when they go hey y'all know i should not protect it hey y'all know shit getting hacked hey y'all know somebody gonna log in and shut down the american power grid or the water grid system y'all need to beef up security instead of wasting your fucking money on other shit they go nah we good the data stolen in the equifax breach included social security numbers names addresses and driver's licenses these four pieces of identification i dubbed the crown jewels as a thief uh, in possession of them all have keys to one's identity there are more than 825 million personal records exposed from data breaches in the 10-year period since 2016 according to the identity theft resource center more than 6,400 breaches occurred in that period last year there's a record 15.4 million u.s victims of identity fraud according to 2017 identity fraud study released by javelin strategy and research losses attributed to identity theft total 16 billion dollars in 2016 right and what's so fucked up about it a once your shit get out there you don't know when they're gonna opt to use your shit and then once the shit pop up you have to fight them to prove that you didn't do the bullshit you was like i didn't do this i didn't do this how do we know i didn't do this i didn't do this my my shit was probably my identification was you and you're just like you have to fight to get the shit off of your credit yeah um there was a picture that went viral of some police officers helping um people during hurricane irma in florida and apparently they was looking too good they was looking too delicious what do you mean um because the gainesville police department um had to tell people specifically women not to call 911 just to hope them niggas come out to their house oh no (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's hilarious yeah um (laughs) yes i want them niggas that was on that that post on instagram man we don't know who these officers are i bet you they do but they probably have to tell you that so that you know ma'am officers nordman hamill and ringering are the ones pictured in the photo above with the caption part of the right of the night crew getting ready to do some work hashtag irma now did they know that that was i mean because that sounds kind of sexy right to say it part of the night crew getting ready to put in some work <laughs> well they, they you know they might work that third shift you know there might be some shit these niggas been doing for years or whoever they whatever color they are in the photos comments women did not hold back y'all should do a calendar the way y'all are half dressed for charity <laughs> with another adding i'm charity and i approve this message <laughs> women got thirsty right there's a flood in my pants oh lord Can y'all come check on it another person commented i can't believe how many women are objecting these poor fine young strong handsome brave sexy, oh, yes! sexy delicious virile ovulation inducing mouthwater and beefy i can't remember where i was going with this <laughs> i love women thirst that is the funniest shit ever and men be like i'm objectified yes bitch you gonna have to deal we deal with it all the time the post has amassed over a hundred thousand comments and nearly three hundred thousand likes. <laughs> Good God! Women came out and we were, "Girl, did you see that?" 
yeah it's like when jeremy meeks first showed up yeah <laughs> but i will pay the bill on that mm-hmm. um uh <laughs> call me uh recognizance because i want him to be released on me <laughs> call him to put out my fire i think i got a fire in my pants uh but yeah uh uh some even wrote they were considering calling 911 to request one of the men pictured in the photo show up at their residence (laughs) the officers gush taking the comments in stride and playing along with the comments we are dying with the comments you actually made our chief blush with some of them the department wrote an update on the viral post on tuesday miss norton um and mrs hamill have also enjoyed knowing how millions of women are going crazy over their husbands the post continue adding three we can confirm the officer ringering far right with the amazing hair is single four on another note officer ringering is being placed into cougar protect prey protective hair <laughs> similar to witness protection program for his safety at red before discouraging women <laughs> calling from calling 911 specifically to request an attractive officer please do not call 911 request a group respond to your incident in addition <laughs> to six by name and number six there will be a calendar thank you all for your hilarious <laughs> comments they're brightening our time up here as for the calendar we are going to try and do something fairly quickly and raise funds will go to hurricane emma recovery in florida that's hilarious yeah you know what's interesting about that though uh seriously i like that's the kind of stuff police can do that i think i i you know that's shit that i do appreciate and if it wasn't for the militarization of the police if it wasn't for the anti-blackness of society and the policing um these are things that i think everybody can kind of understand and get behind correct helping people out in the hurricane you know what i mean like that's something police can do you know it's like we and it's because of our own american violence that we view policing as showing up and shooting the bad guy you know every tv shows about it every like it's it's always some level of like you know meanwhile there's many cops that never even had to pull their the gun in in service the but the whole time they've been in service 20 30 40 years they was like hey i've never had to shoot nobody right and and it's their problem it's their fault because the ones who do they always defend them no matter what so it's their like it's not our problem but i'm saying like moments like that like i don't think there's too many people walking around being like man fuck the police for getting my grandma out the, you know out, out of her house or what mm-hmm. like like you know something like that is you know doesn't bother me but as a black person in my back of my mind i'm always like but if one of them shoots somebody they gonna form up like voltron and be you know what i mean like regardless of what happened all right uh let's see let's do something fun before we get out of here let's do um uh no let's do fucking no wait what was fucking with black people did i have anything i want to talk about i don't know did you uh yeah i do actually some of these are funny uh all right let's do some uh some fucking with black people real quick and i'll try to get in some guest to race too uh before we leave mm-hmm. we got about 30 minutes give or take um all right where's my music there we go oh turn up the volume we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game where we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game we go all around the globe we find different articles to make us feel fucked with and we'll sign point scores from zero to 100 intervals of 25 today's contestants everybody hey all right let's see um 
a student was busted for leaving a banana on a black temple student's dorm uh doorknob and they have an absurd excuse uh so i didn't know i couldn't do that <laughs> right temple university police are i was trying to help them get some some potassium and i don't know what happened temple university police are investigating two incidents of possible racial intimidation with bananas that were placed outside of the dorm rooms of black students so it happened more than once keep in mind guys when you hear this excuse uh nbc 10 philadelphia's aaron bakerville uh spoke to two of the four black women black women who lived in one of the dorms holly ray returned to her dorm after grocery shopping and brought attention to the incident when she posted this picture i go to temple university my roommate came home came back from the grocery store and to see this we were the only black girls on our floor so i'll show you the picture but it's basically a banana sitting on the handle of the door to her to her dorm uh room so what situation would that be okay you know what i mean nbc 10 uh asked if she felt violated yeah i feel violated <laughs> like what kind of question is that like right before she interviewed her yeah she's like no i'm not offended at all. that's what they want to do say no i'm not offended at all i forgive I don't them see race i forgive them and i don't see color yeah i feel violated you put a banana on my door like that's so disrespectful temple student government released a statement saying they were deeply disturbed by the racism and intimidated that the demonstration that that was demonstrated oh i guess intimidation that was demonstrated this evening the perpetrator a fellow freshman on their floor was identified and the students were able to confront him about why he left the banana on their dorm door they claimed his excuse was he tossed the banana in the air and it landed on the door what are the odds of that guys just threw it up in the air it's just the banana goes where the banana wants to go yeah no you couldn't have picked it up but I, oh my bad i want my banana i hate slavery i hate slavery <laughs> me too zero to 100 karen oh 100 yeah that's gotta be 100 for me because i'm trying to tell you let's say i do do that i like banana i'm like bitch give my banana back all right um a teacher is on leave after forcing a boy to stand during the pledge of allegiance a detroit area teacher's on leave after an 11 year old boy said he was physically forced out of his chair during the pledge of allegiance stone cheney a sixth grader in the farmington district said he made he makes a pledge to god and family not a flag and has skipped the participation since second grade he said he was doing his homework during the pledge on september 7th when the teacher at east middle school snatched him out of his chair i told the lady that i don't stand for the pledge and she just kind of glared at me i was confused when it happened because i didn't know what was going on and then i was irritated because that's not supposed to happen uh that's how by the way that's how 99 percent of racism happens to black people we all have that moment of like wait a minute <laughs> that's not how this is supposed to go Mm-mm. Like it's never like you walk in a room being like, I hope some racism. Ooh, I'm waiting for some racism. Mm-mm. Like ninety nine percent of it is like, wait a minute. They skipped everyone in the line except me. Right. You know. Anyway. Uh he said another teacher the next day yelled at him to stand up. Superintendent George Heist uh said one teacher had been placed on leave while the district investigates. He said students had a right to skip the Pledge of Allegiance. The district expects every child and adult to be treated with dignity and respect. He said uh Stone said he stopped participating in second grade after seeing his father, who works for Pontiac School District, sit during the pledge. Brian Cheney praised his son's ability to walk to his own beat. I'm looking at my son as a hero. He believes in what he believes in. Cheney said he's not worried about what other people think of him. For the record, this kid is black. 
uh zero to 100 karen oh 100 and it's a lot of children that like i'm not doing that shit yeah keep your hands off my motherfucking kid though yeah that's why i'm glad i don't have children because i don't know how i would respond if you put your hand on my child yeah you're not gonna be just snatching my kid up dog like if anything call me and then i can tell you to go fuck off myself you know but you don't get to tell my kid what to do you know what just the same way that they do the same thing with atheist kids oh you got to say you got to pray because the team is praying no my mm-hmm. kid doesn't they can sit quietly as long as they ain't disrupting what's the problem all right why is that such a fucking threat to the classroom that my kid is being an individual you scared these other kids are gonna stand up for themselves right and a lot of times when you do this all you do is is pinpoint them out and you're the one that causes the attention the rest of the children not even paying attention right um the catch me outside girl got a record deal oh wait 100 for me i forgot to mention 100 mm-hmm. uh danielle brigoli who just joined the ranks of bruno mars ed sharon Wiz Khalifa, and cardi b because she scored a record deal with atlanta records sources close to the situation tell us danielle caught the attention of record executives after her first single these hoes generated unexpected success the song's music video already has 21 million views and we're told that brigoli is the youngest female rapper to chart on the hot 100 at number 77 we're told the deal includes multiple albums and is worth millions wow Brigoli signed a contract under a rap name bod bobby i guess bha i guess supposed to be like bad barbie maybe bad baby don't know anyway i don't know watch whiteness work right say what you want about the girl she raking in the dough let me see this video yeah her mama gonna continue to pimp her out yeah i love how they originally made this about her going on uh dr phil because oh my child is so unruly and just mm-hmm. she won't listen to me it's like oh this is an audition the whole time and the mom's in on it and and you see her father was the one that tried to stand up to it in court and he's like look what look what this woman's doing to our child mm-hmm. she's exploiting her right he was like give me custody they was like nope right and they were like fuck you I cannot wait for the day when she sues her mom for her emancipation papers because you know that's coming. You know it is. Like, uh, the way they be trying to, like, sex her up and all this shit like she's not a kid. You know what I mean? And the way that a lot of dudes are participating in it, you know, like rappers and shit, black black dude rappers are taking her under their wing and, and all this yeah, shit. You don't care about this child getting abused because right. you introduce your children to a lot of shit when you do that. Mm-hmm. She really spelled. She really spelled the hoes with the E A U X that Black Twitter uses. Wow. Oh look, it's black dudes with guns. Rap video, okay.
it you know what it is it's like such an offensive and this and this is just the way it happens with me all the time is like it's such an offensive thing because to me this says what she thinks being a black girl is because it's like her it's like her imitation of blackness right and it's being rewarded because it's a white woman doing these things where if this is just like a black girl and this is who she is and she this is her authentic self and she had a and she wanted to make a rap video dr phil wouldn't have had on this tv show they wouldn't have put millions of dollars in her pocket like she's just being rewarded for being just a white version of all the shit that white people hate about black people you know that's how it feels to me anyway when i see you know even the way she talks and all that shit she's been like she's had actual criminal interactions and assault and stuff like that like these are all things that you know we would have just had a black girl on world start talking about what's wrong with black women and just why people date white women and shit like that but yet when she does it she becomes like this put up she's put on a pedestal and kind of celebrated for it and yeah it's kind of it's kind of sickening man like i had a shirt that had catch me outside on it i'm gonna throw that shit away like just because it was funny to me i was like oh shit look at this ignorant ass white girl that y'all you know are celebrating when y'all know like i'm gonna put her on the shirt the way y'all put us on the shirt and then i'm like now i'm like nope y'all might think i'm down with this shit and i'm not no fuck her i guess they picking on the kardashians with the uh trying to say they be faking with the ass shots and the lip injections but you're like 13 you probably gonna get that i mean the way your career trajectory is like you probably on some love and hip-hop trajectory not some uh you know anyway uh i'm not even gonna play the rest of this shit oh by the way beat banging though gotta give him some i mean there's some production on this shit like that's the thing money money's been invested now yeah you can tell that this is not some cheap shit like atlantic Mm -hmm. records whoever signed her they really did put in uh the money to to behind her i mean really could have been anybody that um or, got this money and they picked her could have really could really rap and actually gotta you know right do some you know there's a lot of black women out there who in the male dominated rap industry actually can rap like can, yeah. can do some shit and it was like nah i'm gonna get this white girl yeah i saw uh people on twitter uh i saw her on twitter and she uh hit up yes jules who we've talked about on here before and was like saying some shit about because yes Drew said something about her being whatever and then she was fighting back and someone retweeted it was like y'all the same person what are y'all talking about <laughs> like who the fuck are y'all to be claiming to get mad all right let's do a little bit of guess the race uh before we get out of here <laughs> now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land we read to play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today karen and the chat room to guess the race and they're all racist all right all right all right a uh don't forget guest the race is brought to you by loot crate that's right loot crate 
is a monthly mystery crate filled with exclusive items from the biggest and best pop culture co- franchises go to lootcrate.com slash tbgwt put in code tbgwt and you'll get three dollars off of any new subscription don't forget you have to do this by the 19th uh at 9 p.m so if you're on the east coast by by midnight on the 19th or you won't get this month's loot crate theme and the theme this month is robotic and in september's loot crate you'll find items from star wars star trek shout out to jj abrams aliens and blade runner okay one lucky subscriber will also win a mega crate of seriously epic proportions so get it before it's time to run out because you're going to want to be here when we open up our box next month and you're going to be like i'm so jealous of you guys you always have all the cool stuff well guess where we get some of our cool stuff from loot crate lootcrate.com slash tbgwt code tbgwt to get three dollars off of any new subscription all right an arrest warrant is issued for louisiana principal accused of locking a kindergartner five years old in a spider and cockroach infected closet for timeout what a charter school principal oh south to charter schools who was accused of locking a kindergartner in a broom closet in baton rouge has been suspended and the police have issued a warrant for his arrest laurel oaks principal shafiq saeed shamsid dean 31 will be arrested on felony cruelty to a juvenile and misdemeanor false imprisonment charges uh, according to an arrest warrant signed on monday august 22nd the teacher heard the child crying and screaming so she and two other teachers started to search for the child the search led them to a closet in the school's cafeteria that was locked from the outside inside the closet a hysterical five-year-old girl surrounded by paint garbage bags spiders and roaches <laughs> the girl told right that's some uh it shit uh the girl told investigators that shamsi dean would put her in the closet when she was bad and she said that if she uh, that if she screamed she turned off the light he turned off the light in the nasty girl's closet one of the teachers told police she sent an email to shamsi dean objecting to the using the closet as punishment police said shamsi dean's response was thank you for your observation and note we will work to make sure we have proper timeout area for scholars to reset in the cafeteria uh the school board released the the state you going in the cafeteria and on the cafeteria records like hey why you put why you putting that kid in that fucking closet the school board released a statement uh, to WBRZ on Wednesday saying that the principal had been suspended and investigation was underway. Laura Lowe's charter schools committed to the safety and well-being of all students, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the charter school opened with just 44 kindergartners last fall. That is, This is in its second year and now uh, serving first graders as well. Uh, Karen, guess the race? Uh, the principal. Um, some form of brown, let's see. Muslim? i know that's not a race it's not a race you mean middle eastern yes maybe okay all right let's go with that i don't know i got a bad habit of saying that i was like i said i'm muslim i was like i don't think that's a race <laughs> middle eastern oh my god karen oh my god you are so racist Mm-mm-mm. that's why they listen to the show i can't believe you went there do 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 uh let's go to the chat room and get all right in front of my salad right in front of my salad karen that racism <laughs> let's get their guesses in the chat room um the air the arabic joe clark oh 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 that nigga crazy black camel rider black uh not a lot of guesses on this one i'm assuming you guys are scared to be uh to be wrong, wrong on this because yeah. you guys don't have the courage that it takes to really be good guessers um the correct answer is 
he's black karen you missed it Much like the iPhone X, he's a black Muslim. <laughs> Some of you did get it right, though. Those of y'all that weren't scared to 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 truly take a chance got it right. Okay. Some of y'all just didn't even guess because y'all scared. That's fine. Um, and I'll put his picture up but uh yeah he had to know that was wrong i mean the, <laughs> i like it, that professional response he gave back was like we're looking into it and you're, com- <laughs> you're like we take every complaint seriously here at the elementary and we will get back to you but until then back in the spider closet bitch i know right? get in there take this broom with you fight off the rats i'll be back in 20 minutes and then you learn to be good yeah that's him right i don't know whose uh child that is but i'm trying to tell you that you know what they said they can't find him you're motherfucking right because <laughs> i guarantee you he knew once this got out because the baby probably black that parent i don't care what color the child is but the parent probably black them parents showed up like where is this motherfucker i will goddamn kill him well if it's a white kid you know he can't be found in louisiana they might that might be the problem parent might have already found them maybe that's it what he might be m.i.a uh crazy brawl between motorcyclists and truck drivers breaks out on the oklahoma country road with one motorcyclist wielding a shotgun and another repeatedly punching a rider with one flashing his belly oh shit not the belly roll mm-hmm a wild brawl between motorcyclists and people in pickup trucks in the middle of the road near ah. oklahoma city was caught on camera white everybody white the video shows a biker fighting with a man in a pickup truck after he cut the biker off the truck pulls to the side of the road and four motorcyclists pull over as well including the one with the man taking the video the driver throws the biker to the ground and punches him repeatedly another man in a pickup going another direct in the other direction notices the commotion and stops as well it's hard to hear them talking over the side of the bike a woman gets out of the passenger side starts shrieking at the bikers the there's babies in the car she says adding that there are five children in the truck under the age of 10 as the bikers try to intervene to help their friend the second truck driver threatens to hit them with a shotgun a third truck shows up and a portly man gets out and yells at the other bikers to get the fuck back we'll get on our bikes and leave one of the bikers says the first driver finally stops punching the biker and gets up leaving the drop biker lying on the ground i got a problem with you i got a problem with him i got a problem with this motherfucker he says towards the other bikers uh he got a he got a problem against bikes sons of anarchy shit the portly man starts to yell at one one of the other bikers lifting his shirt to show off a large tattoo of his stomach i'll cut your fucking throat he says off camera the violent argument continues as one of the other bikers tries to take pictures of the men but they take his phone they don't seem to notice there's another camera rolling another driver shows up and the fighting continues for another minute until the video cuts off according to the discussion in the comments the fight occurred in glencoe oklahoma and the sheriff's office is looking to the incident the sheriff's office could not be reached for comment the video is posted liveleak.com in september mm-hmm. yeah the sheriff's office is still making their way there from the town of mayberry Mm-hmm. uh well karen guess the race white everybody white let's check the chat room and see what they believe 
um man not a lot of guesses today you guys are really letting me down white says trey and economic anxiety protest says hc (laughs) (laughs) what about the cheese in wisconsin right what about the cheese and economic anxiety protest shotguns and no police yet white the correct answer is you guys all got it right Oh, man. oh, somebody said a race car that Kaepernick was uh, before he knelt for the anthem. Because mm. white folks used to claim him. Remember that. He's biracial. You can see it or no? Oh, oh, it's coming up now. It's up there now. Okay. I'm going to go back there. delay riding through this world yes on our own the crow fly straight the hell could they possibly be fighting about oh so they were already arguing up front so i guess buddy in the pickup truck pulled over and was like i'm tired of this shit it's already a dude on the side of the pickup truck oh damn he started fighting it. Now, how you gonna fight a dude with a helmet? And how you gonna have a helmet on and lose? Damn. Damn, we got the helmet off of Buddy. Where the rest of the motorcycle gang? Why they not helping? How the rest of the motorcycle gang? Listen, if I'm in a motorcycle gang and I get beat up and y'all niggas ain't do nothing, uh, we ain't called a gang no more. We, I'm out. Everybody out the gang except me kind of shit is this oh no he got his helmet on damn buddy pulled a shotty out damn the big dude wants a shotgun i think he was gonna shoot somebody yeah, they showing the tattoo. Like I'm a juggalo, bitch. Damn, how the dude with the helmet lose that bad? He just laying there. You see that? killing babies this this white on out there fighting in the cornfields this white on white violence has got to stop y'all come on 
i mean listen we've let it go on too long in this country without addressing it you know and i always see them talking about black lives matter why y'all out in st louis marching because a cop shot another black person listen before you try to address these other problems how about you address your own community and the white on white violence just happening therein okay come on because we're not responsible for that okay we're not out here making y'all beat each other up on the side of the road Mm -mm. you know we're not hopping in your cornfields okay we're not we're not seeing we're not seeing y'all do willies on bells of hay and saying anything like that's your problem right we don't come over to the country to see this okay we don't y'all got all of it i'm sick of seeing these videos on tv and on the internet all the time of y'all fighting each other over over what over nothing over what meth heroin clean up your own community and then you can talk about ours all right lastly sore ratchetness guys uh and then we'll get out of here um and uh because i'm already looks like i'm already running a couple minutes late uh so let's get this started A woman slashed a man with a samurai sword. A woman slashed her partner with a samurai sword so deeply she exposed his spine. Good God! Mm-hmm. Put her back into it. Uh, I guess you can't say he didn't have any backbone. You know what I'm saying, guys? Come on. Anika Victory Medley, 35, had bought the weapon from a, for the man with whom she had been in a relationship for several months, said Andrew Semple, prosecuting in New York Crown Court. After they had together uh, drunk 10 cans of Stella Artois, oh, fancy, and three and three of Jack Daniels with Coke, ooh, ratchet. Oh, good God, they was fucked up. They argued, and he grabbed her in a headlock. They each calmed down, but after a brief interlude, he got angry again and put the samurai sword to her throat. She wasn't bothered because this sort of conduct had been normal in their relationship. He used to do it when he was drunk. She pushed her partner away, grabbed the sword to frighten him, and recklessly swung it at the back uh, at his back as he sat on the sofa, rolling a cigarette. And uh she caught him. Yep, the sword slashed him so deeply it exposed his vertebrae. Woo! Mm-hmm. Yep. So you got the sword in there so you can do some domestic violence and now your ass is fucked up mm-hmm, and she going to jail yep all right man we got to get out of here like i said i'm already running late so we'll talk to y'all next time until then uh love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.